0: Good evening and welcome. It is Monday night. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV. Co-host Vince and I. We've got Trish on the panel. And returning for her second appearance, we've got B.A. or Battle Axe, however you prefer it. And I'm uh, just pleased to know that Battle Axe had such a great time. Was it
1: Friday night you were with us, B.A., for the first time? It was, it was Friday. Yes, sir.
0: That she actually enjoyed it to the point where she agreed to come back. I don't know if it was begrudgingly or not, but she's here and we're very, very pleased to have her. And of course, Trish, uh, you've got a lot of, uh, we got to talk about some DeSanta stuff too tonight. Uh, your governor, America's governor right now, but there's some things we need to chat about as in relationship to rumors and Gavin Newsom and all the stuff that's going on. But before we do any of that, we need uh, B.A. to tell us what's on the sign behind her because I saw it earlier. And I don't know if you can read it because it's kind of, you know, on a smaller screen. But I I expected to see what was it last time? It was... uh, what was the sign line? Oh, uh, 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 where, alpha where are the alpha
1: men? So today yeah, we've got, I'll mumble,
0: I'll mumble for you. Is that an intentional, I should probably ask Vince this. Is that an intentional play on the culture club song?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll mumble for ya Her, <laughs> I don't know what he says but I just you know yeah. I come up with this stuff so enjoy you're welcome <laughs> Vince I think Culture
0: Club yes. is actually on tour this summer I'm sure you probably have the dates figured out you know what, which, which show you're going to see uh,
2: I haven't that's actually one I haven't had on my list for this summer i've seen some good ones this summer but that's (laughs) not the culture club
0: boy george and the culture club
2: you know the funny thing is my son i did did see i did see elton john saturday night though oh that's cool uh, that's pretty cool actually yeah Yeah, Um, it was great um,
0: i think my i think it was the state fair new york state fair lineup of concerts my son was reading them out loud uh the other day and he, he said boy george and the culture club and i said can't be boy george is dead I was certain that boy Boy George <laughs> died of an overdose. Is this the Mandela effect here that I'm going through right now? Because I swear, are you, are you thinking Boy are you George thinking
2: of George Michael? Well, I know he. I, Michael? Michael maybe Williams? I'm
0: confusing it. I know. I mean, I know maybe. that he he died. But I sw- I could. Sw- okay. I-, I thought there was like pictures of Boy George like taking trash out. He was at- working as a janitor and he Ooh. died. Of an- I don't know Maybe. who knows. Oh, whatever Mandela effect or well, me. Burns just- did Mandela.
3: Maybe you were confusing Pete Burns. Who I have no the lead idea singer who- of Dead or Alive.
0: Pete Burns. Oh really? No, I didn't know that. I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, I
3: remember the lead singer of Dead or Alive. Yeah, actually he he died from too many plastic surgeries. He was addicted oh, sh- to plastic oh surgery God. and that's how
0: he died. So. Oh, first world problems, I Our- suppose. Wow. All my
3: '80s icons, right? All my '80s icons.
0: Uh, well, we just, who, who is it we just lost today? Uh, actor from Servino. Uh, yeah, from um, oh, Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, he, taught us all. he taught us all how to slice garlic with a razor. That's, blade. R- that's right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about another fantasy here. Uh, this one it keeps popping up. Liz Cheney, I'll make a decision on running for president in 2024 down the road. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. How someone who can't even get reelected, uh, get their own party's nomination for uh, running for Congress in a state that is almost entirely registered to her party can actually think that she's has a shot of running for president, B.A. This is real fantasy stuff.
1: Okay, so maybe down the yellow brick road. So <laughs> right. maybe that's what she's going to be right. running for. Right. That's know, my that, response. That's my official response. That's a
0: good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Trish. Um, I don't know the why Republicans never seem to learn this lesson. Right now, Liz Cheney is under the illusion that Democrats like her. And you might think they do based on what the media does. Now, this is one article I saw of many today. What to know about Wyoming rep Liz Cheney's August primary. And if we zoom in on this thing, it says after the GOP blackballed rep Liz Cheney, Republican Wyoming, for criticizing Trump, she's fighting to keep her house seat in Wyoming. I don't think it was really the. GOP blackballing Liz Cheney. I think Liz Cheney uh betrayed the Republican Party in many many ways and is paying the price for that betrayal.
3: Right. I, and it's I just I find it ironic that we have you know the Democrat media simping for a Cheney. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I think, I think it's quite, it's quite amusing to me that we've come to this point now where, oh, the, the, the warmongers are the good people. So we yeah. have to back them up now. It's, it's like, okay, it's fair. It's all, it's, let's just listen. Liz Cheney's not going to run for president. She can't win Wyoming. There's no way she can win the country. So it's just, but you know, AOC heard a rumor. AOC's thinking about running now. So it's this, it's all bets are off now because AOC's in there.
0: Vince, as a political consultant, I know it's, it's it's any it's laughable. But Vince, as a political consultant, you must have to talk to candidates uh, or potential candidates. And while they say, "Hey, you know, I, I took this position on, you know, the climate or whatever. And the Democrats love me. They'll support me. They never do. You always fool yourself into thinking you've made friends across the aisle. But it doesn't really ever play out that way.
2: You're right in that it does. It doesn't. The the Democrats uh, more than Republicans. The Democrats they will they will cross party lines, but they have to have a good reason to do it. And I don't think Liz Cheney is going to be a good rate reason for uh, for for Democrats to cross the line. I am going to take a little bit of a counter uh, to the okay to the the, the comment so far on on Liz. I I never count anybody out in this business. I don't count anyone out because voters. Mm-hmm have short memories and you don't know what three months, six months, test one for for Liz Cheney is, her primary next month in August let's see what happens there. Mm-hmm. I still, I don't count anybody out. I, I say that the, one of the most important things in this business is to have good name ID and she's got great name ID. She's going to have a lot of people in her corner still, Republicans in her corner. She's going to have institutional people. I know we want to be anti-establishment, but there's still something to be said about the institution. And, and you have to remember something else. I, I always say that on any given day, there are 50 people in the United States who think they can be uh, think they can be uh, president of the United States and, and they're all sitting in the, in the U S Senate. I mean, at any time you've got, you've got so many U S senators and members of the house who think that they can, they can be president and they actually believe it. Uh, I mean, that'll all get weeded out in the process, but I, I don't count anybody out. Not, not this early.
0: Um, Liz Cheney is quoted in this particular article about her possible 2024 run. She says, we've got to be able to come together and stop the very dangerous kind of politics we've lived through over the last year and a half. Certainly, uh, BA, you think she's talking about Democrats because I'm pretty sure she's talking about Trump.
1: Well, did you see the C-SPAN, uh, little snippet of, she talked about friends or her, her ally friends on the other side of the aisle? She was talking about herself as being a democrat. She was talking about Mark Meadows. He's a Republican. She just outed herself as a democrat. I was like, "Hello, is any is this thing on? Is anybody listening?" So, I mean, she outed herself right there and I, you know, I pay attention to politics, not not as much as some do like you guys do. But I just think it's an uh, absolute joke. And, and to Vince, to your point, I mean, you are in the in the political game and you know what's going on. But me just as like a, a normal person who doesn't have their own podcast, but I do read a lot. I, I watch a lot. I thought this is insanity. She is talking about running down the yellow road. So that that is just my <laughs> my view. And you know, let her go with see wizard of oz but i i just think it's absolutely insane for her to to do this and she's playing political politics with the j6 i mean it's insanity what's going on i i'm like is anybody watching this idiocracy
0: i don't often um disagree i'll say disagree with vince and i'm not really doing it now but i'm going to offer just a thought here trish for you to comment on um Vince Vince is right. Voters have short memories, but primary voters have longer memories, I think. And she would have to get through a primary that would include most likely Donald Trump and some other, you know, Pompeo. I don't know. Put your list together. Uh, I don't think she I think she she pulls. She has about as much much success in a Republican primary that Kamala Harris had in the Democrat primary
3: i was literally just thinking the same thing (laughs) if 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 liz cheney can't pull her own state you know that's it's not it's not doesn't it doesn't bode well for her in the long run so yeah i just liz uh, liz is just an opportunist i mean she's not like let's just be honest she's an opportunist she's just looking for whatever whatever in she can get with whomever she can get it in with so that she can stay in power and she doesn't care if it's with the Democrats or the Republicans. She's like Mitt Romney. She doesn't care. She'll put whatever letter behind her mm-hmm. name. You know, she's the Charlie Crist of of Wyoming. She'll slap a D on the end there if that'll that'll get her get her the elect, elected. So it's again, it's just laughable. Hagman's gonna just wipe the floor with her. So it'll it'll be good. Vince, I see you I'll shaking. I'm looking forward to that primary in a few days. Yeah, I see you are shaking your head in
0: agreement. There, you agree with what's yeah. been said here? Oh.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. I'm just taking the the you know. I just take the point that it's a it's it's a it's a long time between now and 2024, and, and you don't know what's what's going to happen. Where Donald Trump's going to sit in the minds of voters by the time we get there. Um, if I told you know, if if a year and a half ago I told you one of the one of the most uh, common sense conservative voices in 2022 is going to be Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> you would believe me. <laughs> <laughs> right good point. you wouldn't believe me yeah. and here she is here she is like she actually sounds like she's making sense to people i don't know what's going on yeah good so point. It's crazy world
0: good point all right crazy changing world. changing uh stories here capitol police arrest house staffers for protesting climate change not in front of the uh, supreme court not at uh, kavanaugh's house not at some republican senator's house but in chuck schumer's office this is kind of funny the united states capitol police arrested six house staffers these weren't just pro Protesters. These were actually House staffers on Monday who were protesting in the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office. Uh, what do you think about this, B.A.? Kind of protesting their own. It's kind of interesting. They're saying, Chuck Schumer, get these negotiations for Build Back Better restarted because we can't let Manchin win the day here. Uh, but I kind of see it as them turning their fire inward.
1: Well, the left is eating its own. And, and this is just from uh, my personal perspective of maybe they arrested them, but they're going to let them out the back door in a hot second. That's what I think. It's just political theater like, oh, see, we did arrest somebody. But, you know, hey, we'll buy you some ice cream and, you know, I'll, I'll meet you on third and vine. <laughs> I think that's what's happening.
0: Yeah. And but Trish, there's no word on whether or not they used real or invisible handcuffs on these staffers when they were <laughs> when they were taken out of Chuck Schumer's office. I don't know if you've heard any reports. <laughs>
3: Definitely right. invisible. Right. I I also heard there might have been an invisible lasso involved. I'm not quite sure,
0: but I yeah. <laughs> well, there, well, there <laughs> so here here's a tweet. Uh breaking congressional staff are staging a peaceful sit-in to protest our leaders' failure and inaction on climate policy and urge them to use every last negotiating tool to meet this moment. The time to act is now. Staffers come through. So this was in support, but they ended up arresting the six. Um, demonstrators uh, for a DC code violation which is equal to unlawful entry and failing to leave the office after they were told to leave according to police the six people arrested are all house staffers Um Vince, are these people so stupid that they don't understand that what they're asking for is more and major government control over their lives? I mean, like, talk about it. We used to protest to get freedom. These folks are protesting to become servants to the federal government, basically. I I, I don't get it.
2: Yeah, they're they're protesting to get exactly what they want. They want more government control over their lives. Believe it or not, that's actually what they want. They come out every day as part of the democratic agenda, as part of the the liberal movement right now that we're seeing. the so actually I, you know it's even probably not even like fair to call it the liberal movement. It's more it's the so the socialist democratic movement is what it is. Yeah, yeah. and and that's what they want. They want they want government to have control. I am shocked, by the way. Chuck, Chuck Schumer must have actually been a little intimidated by this group because for the fact the fact that he didn't come out and hold a press conference right in the middle of that is is uh, that's unheard of chuck <laughs> should have taken full advantage uh i'm surprised that he didn't but but this is what we're seeing and, and make no mistake aoc wants nothing more wanted nothing more this year than to primary chuck schumer and take him out as the sitting senator from new york as the majority leader and and she couldn't do it because she was i think somebody sat her down and told her what it was really going to happen to her if she did that and she was going to lose her seat in Congress and not have a voice and make yourself completely irrelevant, and I think in the end that's the only thing that didn't do it. But the left, the left is ready to take out any member of of the Democratic Party that they believe is you know too establishment, too moderate, too centrist, and actually wants to try to get things done.
0: I'm going to put up another piece from this article here. Schumer has previously said that he condones peaceful protesting. Uh, Particularly talking about outside the Supreme Court justices' homes, he said, that's the American way to peacefully protest. So long as they're peaceful, that's okay with me. Yet, uh, B.A., he went and had these folks arrested, members of his own party, peacefully protesting in his office. Uh, Hauled them off.
1: He's a liar he's a total liar. I mean, didn't he just say, uh, I don't remember verbatim, but he stood out in front of the Supreme Court and said, you know, you will not see what's coming. You know, we're going to have a wrath coming after you. I mean, he was calling his minions out. And I think didn't he didn't the uh, the protesters, I think Antifa go to his home. I think they went to his home because they needed the payment. (laughs) <laughs> and the yeah. payment didn't go through <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so we know that these six congressional staffers all working for democrats uh all radicals uh, gave this spectacle uh the other day and protested in his office but that's not the end of radicals as we know in this uh, administration uh, a biden state department official Seemingly de- deletes his Twitter account After saying quote I prefer high gas prices So this guy, a Biden administration State Department official Tweeted his support for high gas prices Having seemingly uh, he, he seemingly Deleted his account After receiving an online backlash. He, backlash he said quote I prefer high gas prices It equals less driving and less CO2 uh, The name of the guy From the State Department is Alan Iyer And he tweeted it on Friday Another example of how radical these people are and and i have to say this trish they permeate all of the federal government they are everywhere and not just from the biden administration these people have been appointed by president after president and they get entrenched in these departments and they're the ones that are effectively calling the shots which i would have to say is one of the reasons trump had such a difficult time in the beginning of his presidency to get things to move
3: yeah it's I, I'm enjoying watching all these leftists tell us how if you can't afford gas, just buy an electric car. If you can't, it's like telling a homeless person, well, if you can't, if you're homeless, just go buy a house. It'll solve like, it's just that simple. Just go buy, make like, serious. They're so it's, I call it the Marie Antoinette syndrome because it's literally that they are so out of touch that they're just, Oh, let them eat cake. They'll be fine. Just let them eat cake Every because everybody has cake, right? When you're making, you know, $200,000 a year doing nothing in DC and everything's paid for you, you got lobbyists sticking money in your pockets. Yes, that's kind of how life feels. But for the average normal, you know, person who works nine to five, uh, that's not what it's like for us little poor peasants out here. And uh, I can't afford I can't afford to put gas in my car. I was so excited. It got I, I filled up with gas on Friday for three eighty nine a gallon. Honestly, I was just so excited, and I was like, "This is how pathetic my life is." That I am excited that I'm paying still twice what gas was in November of 2020. How pathetic am I? So I'm like, I, "No, it's still not. No, it's not good enough." I'm good every every time I hear somebody say, "Oh, it's," I don't mind paying the higher gas prices. Yeah, well, I do. So shut up.
0: Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> ba, look at this quote here, not the one I highlighted, which is what I just read, but below that, it says, "Iyer said in his response." Iyer said this in his response to Joe Biden's claim that, quote, America's drivers will spend on average $30 less per month on gas than they did during peak prices. The Biden administration is trying so damn hard to rewrite this narrative and convince people that they're better off in some way. As Trish just pointed out, B.A., we're still paying twice what we were paying two years ago for gas in this country.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when when um, my my dear leader (laughs) Donald Trump was in office. I mean, I love Donald Trump so much. You know, I'm a military spouse, so he did so much for us. But when he was in office and, you know, right when he left office in South Carolina, I think the lowest we saw was like a dollar, I want to say a dollar 80. I mean, that was incredible, especially. You know, for enlisted, like we can afford it. Like we're struggling. My husband just came home with two bell peppers, red and green. He's like, I, I can't. We can't afford to buy bell peppers. Like what? He's like, yeah, it was three ninety nine. So, you know, we really are not gonna have bell peppers now. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to, you know, cook up the cardboard, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, these people are absolutely insane. And I, I had a I had a quick conversation with some weirdo at the gas station. And I, I don't he said, uh, can I buy your gas? And I said, Are you a Biden supporter? I said, You can absolutely pay for my gas. <laughs> it's just a really weird conversation. That is weird. But you know, we're we it was very strange. But um, we are really struggling. And people don't think about military like we you know, the military can't afford it. It's really killing the military, especially like enlisted. And so you know, quickly these, I just want to add that, you know, Biden and the regime, they're driving around in what the black eight cylinder SUVs that we're paying for. And they're like, just like Trish said, let them eat cake, you know, let them eat gas fumes. Maybe we can run off that.
0: Yeah, uh, Vince, to kind of drive the point home, we've already mentioned this a couple of times, but the price of gas now uh, or recently was at five dollars a gallon. It's down a few cents from there, Um, but it was at two thirty nine a gallon on average on inauguration day in January of twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. So even even if you do quick math on that, we're over double what that price was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the Biden administration, as we've discussed, has had every opportunity to changed the direction that gas prices have gone for the last two years they've had every opportunity they've ignored uh exploring foreign sources they have screwed up things with our imports they've done everything possible to make Mm -hmm. this a better situation they have ignored and i think we've all come to the conclusion that they've done it purposely because as this tweet shows right that's how they really feel in the Biden administration Mm -hmm. they actually think we'll drive the prices up and people are going to buy our shitty electric cars and and you know and and that's going to be cheaper somehow which no one has still proved to be I don't know if anybody else has seen proof of how an electric car from production to to its last day of, of being driven, how that is a cheaper process and better for the environment than actually having a, a gas-powered car that we have today.
0: Yeah. We all know the answer to that. We all do know the answer. It's a big scam. It's a sham. Um, I had something else I want to add to that, but I can't remember what it was. Vince, let's go to your first story.
2: Sure. Um, well, uh, one, of our, one of our favorites uh, was in the news over the weekend. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the economy is slowing, but not yet in a recession. Thank you, Janet. We all feel better now. Uh, she's been she's been in denial. She has been in denial on the topic of inflation and the recession for months. Uh, so on one hand, it's nice to see that she's actually uh, getting through her ten steps and she's past denial. But uh, there's something interesting in what she said. Let me read let me read the, the back end of what she said. The economy is slowing, but not yet in a recession. She actually said not yet. So, my first the first thing Trish to you uh this all comes in advance actually this week of several economic reports that are coming out. One which is going to show that the second quarter growth in the economic output for April through June, second quarter, uh is is going to be down. Again, and this uh same report showed the economy shrank in the first quarter from January to March. And we know that the formal definition of a recession is that once there's two straight negative outcomes like this, guess what? We're, we're in a, we're in a recession. So what, what are we doing? I, is the Biden administration finally coming around and going to admit, Hey, we're going to hit a recession. The numbers are going to smack them in the face. It looks like maybe by the end of the week, um, this is just more, more incompetence from the Biden administration on the, on the whole, uh, handling the economy though.
3: Well, and we all know that they'll now suddenly change the definition of a recession and make it three quarters so that they it, the, and this yeah. is kind of the placing on the left, like every time something doesn't go the way they want, they change the definition like, oh, it's a vaccine. It works. Oh, it doesn't work. OK, so we'll just change the definition of a vaccine to anything that helps you. Now, it doesn't have to give you mm-hmm. immunity. It just has to help. Uh, so it's it's just it's there. It, Biden even said just the other day Was it yesterday or today, he, he said, oh, no, there's not going to be a recession. No, 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 that's not going to happen. And I'm like, dude, just go get your Rocky road ice cream and shut up. Like I, like it's, it's to the, point. he's so, he's so out of it. It's like, dude, we, everybody is struggling. There is a recession. We've got a bear market. We've got now two quarters of negative GDP growth. We're screwed. I mean, we've got the interest rates going up, housing prices are through the roof, like it's the 1980s all over again. It's just, that's it's. The fact that he can't see it, considering he was alive during the 80s and he was in office during the 80s, um, it'd be nice if he actually just admitted that that's how bad it is again.
2: So true. So true. Um, also, that we also know that the, uh, the Fed is now, go- they're set to increase uh, rates again to help curb inflation. Mm-hmm. We know this has to happen. We've all talked about how maybe the, the Fed needed to kick this in a little sooner, uh, which, you know, it, we have to get there, though. We have to raise the rates because that's the only way we're going to get inflation into control. Raising interest rates also, though, if we do this too fast, is going to lead to an increase in unemployment. And it's it's not. It's not lost on any of us that very interestingly, and Janet Yellen went uh, in her, uh, over the weekend when she was doing the new, the uh, the Sunday news programs, uh, she pointed to the fact that the U.S. is not in a recession because the job market is strong and businesses are hiring. Now we know this has been a consistent talking point because, as far as the Biden administration is is concerned, it's like the only positive thing that they can point to. In what's becoming a disaster of a presidency, now we've argued also that the reason that they're able to grow grow the job market is because they're still bringing back jobs from the COVID shutdown that the Democrats, in, you know, in put put in place on everybody. But but, B A. Regardless, uh, if maybe if the Biden administration took responsibility from the beginning instead of denying it inflation existed, and then they called it transitory, and then they, they just continually try to distract from the issue altogether. Maybe we could have raised those interest rates, curbed inflation, softened the blow to the job market, and moved through this economic downturn more easily than the hurt that is probably coming down on the US economy as predicted by most financial experts that are out there right now. So I guess that's a long way of, of, of asking the question. They really screwed this up, didn't they?
1: But it's done on purpose. I've told a lot of people, uh, it's done on purpose. I mean, people talk, I talk to a lot of people, and they're like, we don't understand and, and I like I said on fr- on Friday, this is the comma fornication of America. They're doing it on purpose and they don't care. They're bringing the hurt. but Biden is you know has vascular dementia, you know I'll mumble for you and stumble for you down up the stairs <laughs> they, they don't They don't care, they really don't, but if you look back at the Obama administration, you know that crushed us as well. I mean, it crushed the military, we had one point, a one point raise for the military. (laughs) That's how much they got it down to. But they just don't care. And like I said, we're paying for their jet fuel, we're paying for their gas, we're paying for all of their groceries. And they live insulated, they're building walls around themselves. And we don't have a wall at the southern border. They don't care. And they're doing it on purpose. So there's no there's no sense of trying to like, can't they see? No, they don't care. And they they know they're doing wrong, but they just don't give a damn.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's very interesting that you say that because I've also we've we've had the discussion and I've also thought that there's a lot of this that seems to be uh, self-inflicted or it's part of a, a much grander scheme. And, and, and JV still, I mean, we know that, you know, the incompetence can't be denied here, but also it, it doesn't get lost on you that the to improve the economy we needed to get through uh we have to get through the inflation crisis and job loss was going to be inevitable for us to actually cure inflation and and you know I'd love to get your thoughts in general on where we where we're headed here but I and and you know as far as is it pure incompetence is it part of a of a greater social agenda that the Biden administration and SBA pointed out, you know, the Obama administration was part of it, and it's the dem- democrats and those socialist democrats in general that are trying to trying to do that. But but I want to throw another another uh a piece in the mix. Um you know, we know that that the Biden administration has been hanging on job creation as their only salient point when it comes to the economy. Do you think they were trying to delay this so they could get through the midterms with strong job numbers, even though they knew that it was absolutely going to crash the economy in the end.
0: Delay what? Until after the midterms?
2: They were going to delay. They're delaying actually handling the inflation problem as they should have to hold on to their job numbers through the midterms.
0: Uh, there's the, You know what? I don't put anything past them. That certainly makes a lot of sense in their world um, because they do everything. Everything is optics and messaging, and they're not good at any of it. Uh, and, and as far as their understanding of the economy, I saw a, an article not long ago that said something like uh, the average amount of experience in the private sector of all the uh, employees of the Biden administration is something like. A fraction of a year i mean these are these are all th- academics um people who who base their policy decisions on on wild theories no practical experience no real life experience Me- i don't think any of them have ever had to meet a payroll they don't understand what that feels like uh you know so what we can't really expect them to fix the economy because they don't even understand what the economy is so you know, uh, trish brought up the fact that they're trying to change the definition of recession so they don't have to admit there is one and this is the typical uh, approach of every problem this administration tries to tackle they try to change the language so they don't have to admit the problem they can fluff it up in some way that that may either they think somehow they can pat themselves on the back for or that we won't understand it Um, and and here's here's just the headline because I had it ready to go the Biden administration tries to redefine recession ahead of a likely negative GDP report we all know that the definition of a Recession that's been accepted for a very, very long time by which every other president has been measured is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. You know, they've run against recessions defined by that before. So for them to, to now try to change it is not only disingenuous, it's dishonest. But the thing I find really funny is in the article that I just showed you, uh, they talk about, um, uh, let's see, I'm going to find the quote here. Um they say while some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling GDP co- constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle, according to the Biden administration. So what do they say it should be defined as? They say the administration points out that the National Bureau of Economic Research, which defines a recession as, quote, a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. It's the same damn thing. By that definition, too, we are in a recession. So they can't even explain their way out of it. You know, they point to something else, which even if you go by that definition, they're in the same problem. And um, going back to the interest rates and the inflation and jobs market and recession quandary, the Fed has already admitted they've acted too late. They should have acted well before they did. They gave us a three-quarter percent interest rate hike, uh, was it, last month, and they're going to do another one, maybe a full point their next meeting They are already admitting this is out of control and they are going to have to do some major, inflict some major pain on this economy to get it back into control. That pain, even if there wasn't a recession already in progress, that pain would put us in a recession. Because when you raise rates that fast, the markets contract, everything contracts, and it's going to, by definition, create a a recession. And I'll say one more thing about all this. While this is happening, what are states like California and Massachusetts doing? sending checks to people. We already know Mm -hmm. that the reason inflation is out of control is because of all this government stimulus spending. That is the major factor driving inflation. So what are these liberal governors doing in their states? Sending more fuel to that fire. Uh, It's just incredible. These people have no understanding whatsoever, and it's all about power. they got to buy their votes. They don't give a shit what it'll do to the economy. Great point.
3: I feel like there should be a little little context it'll say it'll say recession then it'll say but taken out of context like you know when they little fact checkers on social media when they're always saying everything is out of <laughs> yeah, context yeah that's what it'll be it'll be like a little disclaimer at the bottom of the page saying oh this comment is being taken out of context and-
2: and if you notice, there's been an uptick in the in the use of of two quarters, two quarters, two quarters, because two is a small number. They don't want you to know it's actually six months. It's half the year. Right, half exactly. the year has been consumed by by declining declining uh, economic growth, and they don't want you to know that. And and the other thing to to, to close this segment up, I would I would add is that. There is never a time that that anybody, any American should accept a check from the government and say, oh, thank you for giving me this. It's your damn money they're giving back to you because they took too much of it. They take too much of it. They take way too much in taxes and they misspend it. They misuse it. And then they give you back a little bit to make you feel good about yourself or or to help you in a tough time. Again, they're the they're. I, I've said this before. They are the, the the government right now. They are the arsonists who set the fire, and then they showed up to put the fire out, and they want to be patted on the back and congratulated for it. Yeah, and won't fall for it. Don't and I, fall and for I'll correct
0: it. one thing: they're actually giving us our children, or maybe even our grandchildren's money at this point, not ours.
2: <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's all Great borrowed. Can I, it's all can borrowed.
1: I just can and, I just can I just jump in really quick? Sorry, Vince, but to to both of okay. your points above above me in <laughs> the Brady burn Square here. <laughs> they're redefining everything what's a woman i don't know i'm not a biologist (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i mean they're redefining everything so nothing is off limits so that's exactly what's happening i don't know what a woman is oh even merriam-webster's redefining it you go to where merriam-webster right now so a recession it's whatever they say it is
2: And, and don't worry the term recession is not gone the Democrats will use the term recession, and they will use it loud, strong, and proudly after the November midterms. As soon as Republicans Ooh. take the House, possibly take the Senate, they will use the term recession all day long and try to put it on the Republican-led Congress or whatever we've won at that point and try to pin it, pin it on the Republicans that we're now in a recession.
0: Yep. yep. It's, you want to go just, to your- I, I find it hollow, though. Yeah, you want to do your next story? Yeah,
2: yeah we can do that. Um, let's. Uh, we're going to talk a little- uh, There's been some interesting uh, uh, developments in the- uh, in the, uh, the uh, world of immigration, apparently the mayors of uh, specifically Washington D.C. and New York City, uh, among others, are complaining about busloads of immigrants showing up in volumes, and they can't handle it in their cities. Uh, overcrowding <laughs> shelters, they're putting a strain on their crisis and uh, their, their cities' infrastructures, and and now they're complaining, publicly complaining, asking for help. Uh, we have a video clip of uh, New York Congressman Je- uh, John Kalko, who actually this this little this clip does a good. It sheds a little more light on the the situation helps explain uh the situation a bit
3: let's bring in new york congressman john katko top republican on the homeland security committee a former federal prosecutor he also worked at the border in el paso texas so he knows these national security issues quite well congressman thank you very much uh good to have you here so what do you make of these mayors uh upset that people are being sent to their cities I think it's a height of hypocrisy because these are the same people who are advocating for the open borders, and now that the open borders have come to their their cities and towns, they're upset about it. And what's
0: going on? And let's make something clear: the governors are not from Texas and Arizona are not sending these people to New York City. It's people working on behalf of the Biden administration. They're called non-government organizations who process the mm-hmm. illegal aliens and then send them out all over the country without notifying local communities. So if, if the mayor Adams of New York City is complaining because he got a couple thousand people, what do you think the people along the southern border are doing in small towns and, and communities that are being overwhelmed on a daily basis with this?
2: So, yeah, B.A., we'll start with you on this one. Uh, the mayors are, are trying to blame Republican governors of Arizona and Texas. Uh, but, but as you can see, that's just not the case. It was explained well there by, by Congressman Katko. Um These mayors asked for this, didn't they? they have been lax on requirements and and on enforcement of immigration heck new york city actually they even just approved a law to allow non-citizens the right to vote in the city of new york Mm -hmm. but it it was overturned but but now the reality is starting to hit them in the face that and it seems like a completely different story now uh that that it's actually happening in their cities and they're seeing this influx of immigrants
1: yeah i mean it's, it's of course it's completely hypocritical and it's it's interesting. It's like they they want them to use them. I had a, a relative who I won't mention. <laughs> and that relative said to me, like, if we don't have the illegal immigrants, then who's gonna who's gonna plow our fields? like who's going to pick our vegetables they actually said that and i said well if if the democrats let let the slaves go then who's going to pick our cotton it's the same thing like they can't put two and two together i mean they're two and two equals 35 but they don't want to feel it they want to have all the benefits but they don't they don't want to see the front lines on it like boots on ground so they insulate themselves i mean it's absolutely i i say you know what enjoy it this is what you want in joy it's crazy
2: uh, we have another clip trish of another uh another independence gang uh fave it's uh, i i'm not sure how uh how we're supposed to uh how we're supposed to address uh, address the it, we can't say white house spokeswoman anymore uh, I'm not even sure we can say spokesperson. So let's let's go with the this is this is uh, Karen uh, John Pierre. She is the well. Let's call her the, the word birthing being of non-specific origin or classification.
3: We believe it's uh that uh, that uh, some governors are using uh, migrants as a political tool, uh, as a political play, uh, when uh, we should be uh, making sure that we're doing everything that we can uh, to help uh, to help folks who are coming into this process.
2: Uh, uh, in, in a uh, legal way. Oh, my. I, we just I love just, her. We love yeah. her, don't we? I mean, she says it's no. shameful to use migrants as a political tool, Trish. Come on, that's all they do. We know they don't I really know. give a shit about the immigrants. And by the way, we're being nice by calling them immigrants or migrants or whatever they want to call them. They're illegals, right? Illegals. But all they care about, they they would only care about them just as long as they have the, the right to vote for them. Right? But here we go again, blame the Republicans and hope the brainwashed liberals on the left who actually w- watch a White House press conference, because I'm not sure who actually watches that garbage. But they, they're they just looking for them to to fall for their complete BS on this issue.
3: And they will. And the, see, that's the sad part, is that they are catering to this, you know, 11 percent. What is it that Biden's approval rating is, like 20 percent now, 20 percent of the population? Negative. So, isn't it? Negative 20. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's they're down, catering it's down to that to clo- 20%. It's down to close family
2: and relatives.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and other government workers who rely on the government to give them their paycheck right. for doing no, right. absolutely no work exactly. at all. It's it's, but, but that's their catering to that specific group because that's the group that's the loudest. Let's face it. That's the group that's the loudest on social media. They're the loudest on. All of you are racists. If you don't believe that every human is, every human is legal, no human is illegal. I like, I literally want to walk around and tap that stupid sign every time I hear it, like Eric Adams say anything about, you know, the, the migrant. I'm like, no, you're, you're the one who said no human is illegal. So you have to take them. Like, stop you this is what you wanted see but they they want they again it's just that virtue signaling they want to feel good about thinking they're doing something that's positive but they don't want to actually deal with the reality of what's happening right. and meanwhile everybody and, in texas and, is going yo welcome to the show like hello this has been our life non-stop for two years now and you you're now just figuring out that it's bad that your your homeless shelters are overrun and your medical clinics are overrun and yeah
2: Remember when the craze was to become a, a sanctuary city? Boy, how quickly they forgot about that, right? Yeah. Nobody, Nobody's going oh, yeah. to be that sanctuary city today, are they? Yeah. Not at all. I don't see but, DC you know, and, and New
3: York going yeah. like, come here, yeah. come here. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're, we're a safe haven for everyone, aren't we? Isn't that where we're supposed to go? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. work. In fact, the immigrants are probably less safe in New York City than they are on the border let's be honest right now um but jv uh, you know as we heard it's the the, it's the biden administration that's moving these illegals into these liberal cities who by the way until the courts started striking them down were like we said all looking to pass laws to have these people vote in elections and have other rights similar to legal citizens but fear not jv as our good friend karen jean-pierre said and as we've heard many times and she said in that earlier clip that the Biden administration, they are doing everything they can, (laughs) which is exactly where we expect them to be, right? Yeah. They're, they're doing everything they can. Well, they're always
0: doing everything they can. We don't see the results that we <laughs> hope to see, but they're always doing everything they can to solve every crisis. And maybe they truly are, but they're not doing it to solve the crisis. They're doing it to exacerbate the crisis. Um, when I heard Jean, Karine uh, Car- uh, Jean-Pierre uh, give her little answer there, all I heard was um, 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 um. You know somebody doesn't know what the hell they're talking about when they fill every sentence with 17 ums. And that's what she did. There, but I still think there's a greater message here. Um, I I mentioned this when she first took over as press secretary. So let me throw this picture of her back up here. So you, you see her there, right? And I was trying to figure out where I've seen her before. And if anybody remembers chitty chitty bang bang, this is where I've seen her before. It's the same damn hair. I mean, she's not wearing the same outfit, but damn, that has gotta be her. It's the same thing, right? No, I mean, it's just funny, but you know. This is the thing. I also read, first of all, you're, you're right about New York City. New York City passed a law saying if you've resided in New York for 30 days or more, regardless of your citizenship status, you can vote. Now, that was overturned by the courts. The Democrats have been talking about that, kind of whispering about it in in uh, in the federal government as well. They want to try to uh, make that happen. I don't know if they can now, given the courts have, have said, New York, said New York City can't do it. But then I heard, and this was a, a story the other day, Nancy Pelosi is not allowing... Uh, And I might have this twist a little way, but is not allowing legislation to move forward that would require uh, citizenship status to be put on the census. So when they do the census next time, they want to make sure that they don't ask if you're a citizen, because all they want to do is count the people. Now, that may not seem too harmful But the reason they want to do that is because Congress apportionment, your number of Congress people you have representing uh, an area is determined by population. So if all the blue urban areas are filled with these illegals that are counted in the census, they will count toward congressional apportionment. And therefore, New York City will have more Congress people. L.A. will have more Congress people. All these blue cities will suck up all the Republican rural areas with more Congress people. That's why they want to do it everything they're doing whether it's dc statehood whether it's puerto rico statehood whether it's the not allowing citizenship to be asked on the census is all about them becoming more powerful that's all it is and they're doing it in every corner of the government federal state and local if they're a democrat it's not it's disgusting
1: yeah that's true i mean california there's people leaving in droves and so what's happening just what you said they're going to get more representation that's exactly what they want because they lose a representative i think they either lost one or they're going to lose one they but no no one. not now okay so here we go exactly come on into the san diego border and that is exactly i was down uh, at the san diego border I, I i saw the wall being built at 2018 i was visiting my husband on base and i drove down there on the dirt roads and they were building it's beautiful who knows what it looks like now <laughs> probably open but yeah they want more representatives that's all it is and then they'll just throw these people out in the trash Mm -hmm.
0: all right let's move on here unless you you said Vince I didn't want to I don't want to move on if you okay I want to talk a little bit about our favorite uh, vice president Uh, (laughs) the only one we've got right now sadly Um, but uh, she made a a pretty another interesting statement she's urging lawmakers to codify Roe fast because women are getting pregnant every day Can you imagine this? Women are getting pregnant every day. First of all, I'll point out she did use the word woman. I think that was probably a slip uh, on her part. But listen to the quote. Listen to how she says this.
1: And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America. And this is a real issue. And we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play. What is at stake? Trish, she sounds like she's talking about cancer.
0: You know, Americans are coming down with cancer every day in this country. We have to work with haste. But no, she's talking about women getting pregnant, having children, becoming... I mean, it's unbelievable how they're characterizing the the fact or, or the, the idea that a woman might actually get pregnant and have a child.
3: Yeah, well, I, if you continue on with that quote, she later on says how important it is to have abortion to protect children. Like, what? I, that's the polar opposite of what abortion does. It doesn't protect children. It kills them. What the? It's again, it's, we go back to this. Listen, they have had 50 years since Roe was passed by the Supreme Court. They've had 50 years to codify it. 50 years. I mean, and under Obama, they had the Democrat president, the Democrat house, the Democrat Senate. They had the perfect opportunity to do it and they didn't do it. And like, again, now they have the opportunity again. The thing is now it'll never There's no way there's, there's been too much backlash. There's been too much, especially with the number of, you know, people being outright saying, you know, at abortion at any time, for any reason, regardless of gestational length, regardless of anything, just if we want it, we should be able to get it. And it's like, no, that's, and that's those kind of extremists I don't think that I don't think the left realizes that those kind of extremists are really hurting their cause, because every time one of them says that, a person who might be sitting on the fence is like, "Whoa, that's like totally psychotic," and no, we shouldn't be doing that. So it pushes them a little bit more to 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 the side of sanity. So I I, I applaud the crazy leftists who are pushing that because they're pushing more and more people to the sane side, but. It's, it's never gonna be codified, never. They're never gonna have the votes. They're never gonna have the votes. I mean, they can't even get votes to do basic things right now. Like, you think you're gonna get the votes to codify Roe? Like, no, like, listen, just accept the fact Roe's been overturned and get on with your life. It's now a states' rights issue. It's battle it out in the states, like all those people in California who are super gluing their hands to the highways so that they can block traffic (laughs) because they want to be able. Like, listen, you can still kill your babies, California. Like, don't worry. Like, they're even talking about legislation that any child up to the age of 28 days, if they die for any reason, it will not be investigated at all. I'm like, what the hell is going on in these crazy? I mean, no offense, like, but what the hell? I don't get it. Like, I don't, I honestly don't understand what's going on in places like California and Oregon and, and Colorado. Like, I don't, what, what are they thinking? I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Have we really gotten that far down the rabbit hole that we have zero regard for any life at all? That, I mean, that's what it says to me that like it's a newborn baby. It still doesn't count because it's not a person yet because it can't live on its own. It's not a self-sustaining human being. So it doesn't count. It's it's our property to do with as we want to, and again we get back to that whole thinking of human beings as property. And uh, oh, we've been there before, and it did not end well the last time. So I I'm I'm very worried about, especially places like California. Like that, it's it's a very very slippery slope they're on right now.
0: They get more agitated when there's an accusation of puppy abuse than they do. With fetal abuse or any or these these types of ideas, it's unbelievable how, what their priorities are. Uh, I've got another clip to pay, play from uh, Kamala Harris here.
1: Putting back in place protections for for the folks who are at risk right now because of what the court did in Dobbs just weeks ago.
0: Va, help me figure out what is the risk.
1: How are they at risk? How are these people of at becoming, risk? At risk of becoming pregnant. I mean, just what you said—it was like cancer. The way she's talking, it's like there's drunk drivers and we have to stop them because they're going to kill people. I mean, she is demonic. She needs to be exercised like she needs to be hit on the head with holy water. She'll probably burn and put a cross on her forehead. I don't know. (laughs) But it's really, really upsetting. You know, to what Trish is saying? I mean, it is just pure evil. And I believe we are being pushed towards an atheist society. That's what the USSR did. But like, what the hell is she she doesn't even know what she's talking about. We have to get together to for everybody to get together. I mean, she just repeating the same old thing. But yeah, California and Colorado, you get to kill your baby up, you know, 28 days after I mean, it's just pure lunacy. And what camel was saying, it's just you know, and and not to disparage stepmothers, even though I didn't have a good one, I don't believe she's ever given birth. I don't think that I think that those kids of hers, I don't know if they're her true children. I mean, it, it does make a difference when you do when you give birth and you have you are carrying your own children. I don't know if she has or not. I don't know if that was that's a rumor. But I mean, she what I I, I have no words for what she just said. It is pure evil and, and Trish is absolutely right It's going to push people over to like, this is what Trump says, he goes, Hey, we may not be perfect, but the other side's crazy. (laughs) And so I just, I hope that more people wake up just like you said, because yeah, okay, keep eating itself, keep eating each other, because that's what you're doing. I mean, this is just this has gone too far.
0: Yeah, Vince. I wanted to uh, kind of emphasize the point that Trish made, and I think BA followed up on here. Is this this extremism? You know, if if we didn't have the progressives and the Democrats screaming that all abortions should be legal, no matter of the circumstances, and no matter the point in the pregnancy, and just on demand whenever I want it, I, I deserve it. I have the right to it. Uh, if we didn't have that side of the argument, and quite honestly, the other side of the argument too, where there's there's no you know there's extremists on the right as well. Um, most americans would meet somewhere in the middle and say okay we can agree that there is an appropriateness here at a certain up to a certain point whatever i may not agree with that the panel may not but the point is the country as a whole would come to some kind of consensus but it's it's all or nothing with the left and some on the right too but they've it's such an extreme position that there's no way they can get a consensus
2: it, it is an extreme position and you're right. It, it, it's it, the extreme position does come at times from both sides and it, and, and it becomes, uh, very polarizing very fast, which is unfortunate when you're talking about a situation that, you know, you're talking about the, 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 you're talking about life and, and the problem is I don't believe we ever have an honest conversation about abortion around the correct issues and the correct the correct basis of the issue uh the democrats never want to talk about it from a moral standpoint uh they want to claim that it's healthcare, care but yet we never really have a true health care uh issue and here's one of those other ones where you know i've kind of i've kind of pointed to this fact that i'm starting to see, we're starting to see more and more is you know they want you to point to the side to science when it comes to putting a mask on your kids but then they want to ignore the science when it comes to actually uh you know uh, having a child and and when when does life begin and when does i i mean we never seem to have the conversation that makes sense where we actually get around to the core of the issue it's always around the women's right to choose which okay you want to believe in a woman's right to choose that's fine but i think where we need to start the conversation and back it up is is you can have your right to choose but know what you're choosing don't go whitewash what this choice is that it's, that it's something you're doing for yourself. You're something you're, and, and the other thing I'll bring up too, is I think, you know, we do this and we say, oh, well, if you want to terminate your pregnancy, we just terminate it, whatever you want. They, come on, no one, I can't imagine there's a human being, a, a, a sane, competent human being who can make that decision without long-term type of effects that that person would have to at least seek some sort of help for it at, at some point in their life. I think that's, I think it's a traumatic decision to have to make. Obviously, I wouldn't know, so I don't want to pretend to to, to make that decision or make that that assumption, but I have to assume nonetheless that there is. And, And my other piece with their argument that I really, really get lost on is that when you're talking about unwanted and unexpected pregnancies, when you're talking about terminating a child after it's been born, let's let's have i'll be a little controversial here let's be honest and have it we see that a lot more in and i'm not saying it's exclusive but we certainly see it a lot more in minority communities and these are the people that the democrats go out there and tell you that they're trying to protect all the time these minority communities that they care so much about yet they're they're willing to throw it away so here you go i'll go i'll go real radical what we need is a, a republican to step up and come up and put legislation in that actually uh makes the father of a child responsible for uh for um, um uh for um geez for child care and right for child care at the time of pregnancy and not at the time of birth. I bet we change if that if that were to be put out there as an actual discussion and an issue, I think we could change the at least change the way we're having the discussion about when life begins, what is the termination of a pregnancy and who has, you know, the ultimate Rights
0: uh, when it comes to that. Uh, by the
2: way, yeah, BA, can
3: I jump in on that? Yeah, just a sec. Can I jump in? Do,
0: yes, just a sec though. Okay. Um, B A Foxy Lady says Kamala Harris has two kids that are his, and she's not a good mom. Just I don't know. Again, that's just from the chat room.
1: I knew it was my spidey sense. I knew it. Yeah. Thank you, Foxy Lady. Yeah, go ahead, Trish. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. So, so most states actually do have prenatal requirements for women, but here's the here's the catch: they have to do a DNA test to prove who the father is. And a lot of women don't don't per, don't go after her because they don't know who the father is. So they were they will say, "Oh, it's it's his baby," and then they go, "Okay, then get a DNA test." This happened to a friend of mine. She was convinced that this one guy was the father of her daughter, and his whole family said, "Nope, get the DNA test." And he was like, "No, no, I know it's mine. I, you know, we had sex. I, it's the right time." It, and they were like, "Nope, get it, get." And he he was very upset, but he went and got the DNA test. Turns out, it wasn't his kid. Wow. So you have these women who are being promiscuous, and I mean, this was a friend of mine. So it's like I like, and uh, listen, I gave her a piece of my mind. So that's a whole other story. We're not friends anymore, needless to say. But you know. These women go out and they think that because they are sexually liberated and they can go sleep around just like the men do, right? Y'all, you know, all you men are just little man whores running around, you know, having sex with anything with the pole. Hey now! And that's what they want to do. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's what they say. You know, the patriarchy, you've put them down, and so now they have to, go out and they have to be just as, just as big as assholes as you guys have always been. So we're gonna go out, and we're gonna do the same thing. Well, now you've got these women who have children by men. They don't know. It's like a Maury Povich show, right? You've got like eight guys on there that they're all like, you're not the father. You're not the father. You're not, you know, it's like, how seriously, how many people did you sleep with in that one month that you can't, you don't even know who the father, your child is like that. So that's part of the problem is that we've got women who don't even know they have no idea who the, so you get these poor guys who are like getting roped into paying child support, when it's not even their kid in the first place. So, but most states, and that's the sad part, is that nobody's taking advantage of this, most states actually do have, the men are required to be financially responsible for the child even before birth. They are responsible for helping provide medical care. They are, and so it's just women don't pursue it. And then you have to ask yourself, why aren't they pursuing that avenue? Well, if you don't know who the daddy is, then it's hard to pursue that avenue. (laughs)
0: Uh Vince, what did you say to Trish to piss her off at men like that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'm not saying me per- you know that I don't <laughs> I feel that way about <laughs> just, men. You just know kidding. I
0: don't. Just kidding. All right. Let's- <laughs> As
3: a responsible woman, I don't have to I don't have to be mean to men and degrade men to feel good about myself. See that's because I'm actually a real feminist who believes it. it believes in being responsible and knows that I am the woman who controls whether we have sex or not. That's it. It's not the man, it's me. And the buck stops with me, not with you. You get to beg. That's how it works.
0: All right.
2: Can
1: I oh, piggyback? Can I piggyback? Sorry. On okay, wait,
2: wait, Trish, did you say the buck? <laughs> <laughs> you... the
1: buck. Can I piggyback on what, on, what, on, what, on what Trish said? Yeah, right. No idea. <laughs> so, I mean, people don't like what I say, this, but I don't care. I, I just say it anyway. If you don't want a baby, close your legs. Easy day. Okay, now I know there's rape. <laughs> And I know there's incest. I understand that. However, how long are you going to be a victim? I mean, what you can do is you could take plan B if you do get raped, and it's very minimal, if there's incest, I mean, the percentage is very low, then you take plan B right away, you find out right away, you don't wait nine months and be like, Oh, God, I was raped. And, you know, stop being the victim. Okay, you can be the victim for your entire life. But then at some point, you must take responsibility. So that's what I say. And, you know, can I just say again, close your legs if you don't want a baby. If you if you don't want a baby and you use a condom or you use some sort of prophylactic, you may get pregnant. That is your choice of having sex. You may get pregnant. It's not the baby's fault. So go pound sand.
0: Yeah, and you're right. Every victim has to, even victims have to accept some kind of responsibility for their situation. And I don't mean blame. I just mean they have to right. handle it. And uh, right. you know, that's part of the process. All right. Since we're talking about healthcare, this next story is all 100 percent without a doubt about healthcare. care. Uh, the WHO has declared an a-, a global emergency <sighs> over monkeypox. Uh, Trish, how far away are the midterms?
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and here's my whole thing. OK, so the expert panel actually voted against it. And it was voted down. And then the head of the, 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 the WHO said, no, 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 we need this emergency, it's back on. So again, like, they will create the emergency even when it doesn't exist. Because that's the only way the government can keep power and keep, stamp, you know, stomping on everybody's rights. So yeah, this is just the WHO. Again, the same organization that told us COVID was not airborne. Remember that, y'all. That's the same people who told you it couldn't be spread through the air are now the one telling you monkey pox it's the next big thing
0: yeah, one of the great things that Donald Trump did, B.A., was he defund- He stopped uh, the U.S.'s contribution to the World Health Organization. Biden immediately uh, re- rescinded that and put the funding back in place. Um, but the White House is now saying uh, Raj Panjabi, who is the director of the White House Pandemic Preparedness Office, says a coordinated international response is essential to stop the spread of monkeypox, protect communities at greatest risk of contracting the disease, and combat the current outbreak um we know that the who and other health organizations have said that monkeypox is uh 99 of all the cases uh beyond africa are in men and of those 98 of those are men who have had sex with other men it seems like the community that's actually getting and spreading this is pretty isolated and limited and we know what it is so for them to declare a global emergency this seems to have political motivations in my mind
1: Absolutely, so I'm clear, I'm not a man and I'm not gay, so I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I mean, just what Trish said. Uh, I call them the whom instead of the whom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whom. Yeah, I, it's right. They all said no, like no big deal, guys. you know, go home, pack up and go home. But this guy's like, no, 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 no. This is this has got to be a big deal. And so they are stepping on our heads and our necks. And the Biden regime is bending over with no anal lube and they're taking it. And they're like, yes, let's do this because the midterms are coming up. But this is all about the globalist takeover. This is all about the the World Economic Forum. That's what it's all about. But Trump is like enough. And I have to just add little uh, Dr. Fauci in this, I remember when they installed the puppet, right, you know, they installed him in January and I was looking on Instagram before I got kicked off and people were praising Biden because all of a sudden Fauci rose from the dead because Donald Trump was starting to look at Fauci sideways like, hmm, there's something not right about this guy and he put them in the background. And, and Trump's like, no, you send the COVID test to the White House, not the CDC. So I mean, Fauci is is part of that. And I remember people commenting on the White House feed saying, Oh, thank the Lord, Dr. Fauci is back to lead us what to do. I mean, these people are legitimately insane. They were happy that Fauci was back. And so I I string up fauci with the whom as well and it's just a political play but guess what i hope america is awake we're not going to go down that same yellow brick road because we're we cannot let this happen because they're going to try to steal it once again but this this can't happen america man up stand up we cannot let this happen
0: does anybody know uh, there was a point where the biden administration was trying to cede authority uh, over pandemics and, and medical emergencies to the who and take that jurisdiction out of the federal government and there was an uproar about it but does anybody know if it ever happened did that ever get done by the biden administration we'd have to i think to they nixed
1: it, it. Yeah. i be- I believe they nixed it did they?
0: i don't think they did yeah it was the pandemic treaty it was the pandemic treaty or something yeah okay <laughs>
1: Alright, right. so Vince,
0: yeah. I just want you to know Vince, you know, we have a lot of harsh words for the federal government and the things they're doing, but the CDC actually, on occasion, does some really, really good work, like this chart they made for people concerned about uh, monkeypox. They say you should try virtual, virtual sex instead of actual sex. You should masturbate six feet apart from your partner, wash your hands when you're done, avoid kissing, and wear clothes when you're having sex. Oh, and also cover your rash, Vince. Um, that ought to make you feel good to know that that the CDC is actually hard at work making sure that Americans know how important this stuff is.
1: No.
2: Tell me that's <laughs> not real. That's not real, is it?
0: This is absolutely real. Tell US Centers real. for Disease Control and Prevention has delivered intimate God. guidance for those considering sexual activity in the age of monkeypox. The tips come under the published heading Social Gatherings Safer Sex and Monkeypox. It's real. Oh my. <laughs> I, I, I know this is I, the first time I've ever seen you speechless. I said you're
2: almost going to be speechless on this one because it looks it looks like some some you know some meme you'd find on uh, social media <laughs> where they're making fun of everybody. No, I mean I listen I, once again. I mean listen if you put your trust in the government, this is what you get. Yep. You, know, you get. Color coded, uh, uh, you know, little cartoony things are telling you <laughs> that still they still want you to stay six feet apart. There's still the magic, uh, <laughs> the magic distance. Right, and again, I mean, but this is this is this is the answer to this, right? This is the answer to this, and I, I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of talk about the setup of another another crisis leading into the, you know, and again, the government's just letting you know that they're there, you know, we're watching over everybody, we're going to let you know that what you need to do to keep you safe. I think this is another huge disservice, and, and you're right, Jv, and I've, I've read the same about monkeypox that it is more prevalent in in the in the LGBTQ community, and you know, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to, and I've done it on the. Show before to tell all of our friends in that community, the Democrats—they could care less about you. They could care less about you. Do you really think that they put out a full-blown uh, worldwide warning about monkeypox in four in in what in in, in less than four weeks? It took the same. It took. It took the government more than more than that to to accept AIDS as an actual uh, an actual communicable d- disease at one point, right in the eighties. And now you're telling me that they're going to turn around and tell you that oh, monkey pox, be careful, everybody. It's just a crock of shit. It really is, and it's it's unfortunate that time and again we see our government just exploiting. All different kinds of people whether and we've talked about many of it time we've seen it in our minority in the minority populations we've seen it in the immigrant populations we see it in the uh, now we're seeing the LGBTQ communities it's it's actually getting to the point where you know it, it's I'm glad that we can take a look at some of these things and we can have a laugh and we can put up these charts that they are putting out with because they are laughable but but at the end of the day it's really sad that this is where our our, our government and our government leaders are taking us And it's just completely taking advantage of of a lot of different people who could probably use a little help from the
0: government. All right. We're almost out of time here. One last story I wanted to bring up because I think this is uh, actually great. Uh, Donald Trump spoke at Turning Point USA Student Action Summit. I think it was in Florida, wasn't it, Trish? Was that in Florida?
3: Yeah. 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 uh the yeah, was, in, was it Tampa Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, over the Tampa. weekend.
0: Over the weekend and he, yeah. his speech uh talked about his schedule F executive order. Uh this is actually Ooh. really really interesting and it's uh, I, this is probably one of the most compelling things Um, that i can think of that donald trump is proposing for a second term he says to drain the swamp we need to fire the swamp with schedule f i took executive action to make it possible to fire federal employees who are bypassing Mm -hmm. our democracy to advance wokeism and corruption we now need congress to institute historic reforms to permanently empower the president to root out the deep state and ensure that any bureaucrat who is corrupt incompetent or unnecessary can be told you're fired you're fired uh that's what trump says now he refers to uh, schedule f executive action he signed this order before he left office before biden's inauguration and biden immediately reversed it so it didn't take effect Mm -hmm. but uh trish fire the swamp root out the corrupt officials. We know that the DOJ is full of them. We know that the NSA, the NN, all these all of these agencies are just filled with these corrupt officials, these these deep state individuals and uh, I don't know the 50,000 is enough, frankly.
3: Yeah, no. I first of all, people need to vote out these Congressmen and women who who keep voting for these ridiculous things—that's the first step. Step one: everybody vote these people out. Step number two: we got to get strong leadership back in the office, whether it's the White House, whether it's the governor's seat, whatever it is, your local city council, whatever it is, you've got to get strong leadership in there who will root out any of the any of the the swamp. And the DOJ—it's gone. Like the DOJ is lost. The FBI is lost. The CIA is lost. The whole alphabet mafia—they're all lost because they're all bogged down in bureaucratic crap, and it's been like that. You know, I—we talk about Fauci, like the fact he was like, "Oh well, you know, I can't serve under President Trump, so I'm going to be retiring," which is like weird. So he knows that Trump's going to make it back into office, so he's already planning his escape. You know, the same Fauci who said back in the eighties that. He, you know, he was the one telling states to take children away from parents who were diagnosed with HIV and AIDS because they were going to kill their children. And he was the one rooting for the, the state to remove children from these homes. So, like, I'm just waiting for it now. You know, we've already got two confirmed cases of monkey pox in California. So is Fauci going to be like, yeah, take those kids away from their parents because, you know, it's gonna those parents are going to kill them. It's it's just absolutely the whole all the beer. I'm, honestly, d- would our country run better without the DOJ and the FBI? I mean, let's be honest. It probably would. Because how many of these mass shooters have we seen? It was like, oh, was known to law enforcement, was known to the FBI. I guess like, almost every single one. So, and, and it's not that they're going to do anything anyway. Like, I, like, what do they do? We're going to investigate. Oh, yeah. We're going to send 12 guys to a garage because there was a garage pull that needed to be investigated because somebody was offended by the garage pull. So it's... It, they're just useless. They're absolutely useless. They're a total waste of tax dollars, and we could just get rid of them and rely on more local law enforcement. And I honestly think we'd be better off.
0: Uh, I may have been a little premature in my use of the number 50,000 because I hadn't put this up yet, but Trump is planning to cut about 50,000 administrative state, state employees. Now, let's remember, none of these employees Are elected. They're they're not really Mm -hmm. accountable to anyone. They end up serving for their entire career in these positions or throughout the the system, they get promoted to uh, you know more important roles. And if you look at the bottom paragraph, which I did not highlight here, it's he talks about the fact that this class, this administrative state and its rulemaking ability which we all know how that affects things, uh, essentially usurps the separation of powers between the three branches of government, creating a so-called fourth branch of government, not created by the constitution. He also notes there are about 2 million federal employees, 2 million. That's why I say 50,000 isn't enough BA. We should be looking at more like (laughs) 500,000.
1: I, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't know a lot about Washington, except, you know, I like to go up there and see the monuments. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, being <laughs> being a military spouse, uh, I've had a very rude awakening on on bureaucrats. And I, I know that it, unless you go up the ranks and you will get kicked out. You have to keep making rank. You have to keep getting kicked up. But a lot of, I'll talk military because, you know, they're, they're federal employees, even though it, they're a little bit different because they sign their life away. They could die. They could lose limbs. I mean, and they have. But even them, like the top, even the top enlisted and the top officers, they will do anything to stay in power. They don't care. I mean, I've heard story after story about, uh, you know, uh, a chief that has out in Afghanistan and he wants to get, you know, a, a bigger, a better rank or a medal or something. Let's go through this this desert. It's it's full of IDs. It doesn't matter i i need i need to get it for myself and he does it so it i know it, it's very upsetting when i heard that yeah so it's the same thing with these politicians and i believe and I, I believe that from what i read trump cut his staff right melania didn't need all the staff they cut staff but the biden regime and dr jill DePill. pill she up the staff, it's like, well, what are you guys doing? And so I think that that goes along for NSA. Now, NSA is civilian and military. They work together, um, but I believe that there's way too many. And it's like they're, uh, they're a cancerous growth. They've metastasized and they want to stay in. And it's really scary. And I don't you know, I don't want to throw everybody. I want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I have to say that there are some people that are good people. You know, you've got your regular FBI that are good people. But then I think the people that pull the strings are really, really bad. And they all need to. it's like fire ants. You know, this need to be set on fire and let them go scurrying. But it's a real problem.
0: Uh, Yeah, let me just illustrate the problem uh, here, Vince, in this article that I'm not going to go into, but I'll just show you this headline. I had it ready to go. Hunter Biden evidence wrongly labeled disinformation by FBI, according to a whistleblower. This is the type of thing we're talking about, Vince, here. You've got... Uh, agents basically embedded in the federal government working for one political party at all costs. That's an example of it. We also know that the EPA was just ruled uh, by the uh, SCOTUS, by the Supreme Court, that they've exceeded their authority, authority in rulemaking without congressional approval. These agencies have gone rogue in many cases. They're extreme and they're and the thing about government employees, for the most part, BA is right, there are some good ones, but but liberals have an affinity for government employment. Liberals who come out with gender studies degrees, uh, you know, with women's feminist degrees, whatever they are, they can't get work elsewhere. They go to the work in the government. And they tend to be the career folks. Conservatives tend to be, and this is a great generalization, of course, but there is some truth to it. Conservatives tend to be, uh, more independent minded, want to start their own businesses, want to do their own thing, don't necessarily want to be wrapped up in government service their whole life. So it's a, it, so these agencies are just filled with these partisan liberal Democrats, progressives. And uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on 50,000 or the whole idea of rooting these folks out of the government?
2: I think 50,000 is a start. It's not it's not, the, it's not the answer. I think there are many more agencies that you could totally get rid of. And and. And, uh, listen, I, this this is a topic I can go on for a while. I think there's a, I can name another, no, a number of other agencies that need to be reduced drastically, if not eliminated. Department of Education, uh, the IRS. Uh, we could easily go to a flat tax and get rid of the IRS in a heartbeat and not have the, the, you know, the burdensome. And, and here's, here's, here's the problem we have. And it's not about whether the people are good people or bad people. It's because it's about dependency and it's, it's, it's mm. t- totally anti-everything that America is, right? is how we've set up the government now is because people go to work every day and they don't say, how could, what can I do today to do a great job? What can I do today to help serve the American people? They say to themselves, what can I do today today to make sure I can keep this really good cushy government job for another 10, 20, 30 years, get a good retirement, have good healthcare, have all these things. We've turned these into cushy jobs that all people care about when they go to them is keeping them. And they're going to do whatever they need to do to make sure they keep those jobs. Whether that means they're doing a favor for somebody who's in power, whether it means that they're going to hide uh, in the in in you know in the in the in the dark shadows of whatever department they're in so nobody ever sees what they're doing it's the pride and, and it, it's it's just it, it's unfortunate becomes I think becomes a piece of human nature where these these jobs should be completely eliminated why don't we turn government government workers into something more like the Peace Corps where you can go in you make it more like a military type and not, not different from the military Like I said, I use the Peace Corps as an example you go in you work for the government for four years maybe maybe they help you pay for your education maybe you get some else out of it and there's some other service to your country then you move on it's the same reason why you know and again I I think there's a lot of times we've talked about it many issues on the show where there are simple uh, uh, simple answers that nobody wants to address nobody wants to tackle Mm -hmm. you you want to you you want to drain the swamp with your elected officials its term limits it's very simple put term limits on there's no reason why we need to have lifetime career politicians any longer we need to return to the idea of a citizen uh, a citizen legislature where where people come from all walks of life they come in, together as a body to make the laws to help govern and, and drive the direction of the nation and then they go back into whatever work it was that they come to after six ten even twelve years wouldn't be that bad there has to be turnover to keep it healthy and we've completely gotten to a point where we don't do that uh at all and those and that that would be one of the easy thing and then not just term limits in in, uh, in 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 the in the actual elected positions, but what about the leadership? You know, all the committee the committee assignments that you need to be there. So you put term limits on all of it, and it would solve so many problems. I I believe for 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 where we're where we are, where we're headed.
0: Uh, I want to just show this other uh, chart or, or part of the article that I just referenced with the headline, just because I think I brought it up. I should probably offer this as well. The whistleblower, the whistleblower disclosures appear to indicate that there was a scheme in place among certain FBI officials to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden, uh, by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. This was the FBI. So I think that makes the point pretty well. Um, one other thing I want to ask, has anybody watched on HBO plus or max or whatever it is? The, uh, the, 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 Limited series called uh, "The Anarchists." Has anybody seen this?
1: I don't have HBO. I won't. I won't pay for that. <laughs> I don't
0: blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, I have it uh, because it was part of a, of a gr- bigger package that I that I bought with, for either phone or cable. I don't even remember. But either way, if anybody has access to it, I recommend you watch it. I started watching it last Ooh. night, and it is it is fascinating. Uh, I didn't know anything about the anarchist movement until last night. And in fact, I remember on previous shows, people have brought it up. People have actually said, I'm an anarchist. And I thought that meant you, you believe in you know, a free-for-all uh, kind of thing. That's not what it is. It's something very, very different I'm learning now. Uh, that it is and in fact a couple of people from this documentary series are going to end up on i've already reached out to them to have them come on america's lunchroom to talk about this stuff i think it's pretty fascinating so if you get a chance check it out all right that's going to do it for tonight trish thank you for being here i uh, uh it's good to see you and good to see you don't tread on florida flag behind you being uh, hung proudly in your studio room uh ba again thank you for being with us oh uh, trish where can people follow you
3: Oh, uh I'm still on Twitter. Haven't been kicked off again. Wow. So Vixen ninety five Trish. I know. I'm still there. Woohoo! Especially after this weekend. I had I had a very interesting weekend where um I got my I got myself into a little bit of hot water. So it was it was kind of fun on Twitter? to get all that hate thrown at me. Oh yeah. Oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> I had all kinds of people telling me that they hoped I was aborted and yeah, this was lovely. I you know, like I love it when that that kind of stuff happens. But yeah, I'm also on getter as well. Vixen ninety five Trish.
0: B A, where can people find you?
1: I'm on Getter and True Social at The Battle Axe. I've got a big axe in the background so you can, you know, it's me.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here, Vince. Uh, you still on Twitter, I suppose. I'm there. I'm there.
3: You're fine. He's the least
0: Lurking. enthusiastic no, social I, media I, guy. I, I thought I was bad. He's I, lurk, even... <laughs> I,
2: lurk, I lurk in the shadows of social media. I watch everybody. I don't necessarily. Smart.
0: Know. That's smart. it that is smart. involved
2: these days. That is. Very
0: smart. All right. Listen, thanks to everybody for being on the panel tonight. Thank you to everybody for paying attention to the program. Please like, share, follow, and subscribe. And I will see you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern for America's Lunchroom. Have a great night.